Welcome to United by Calcio. This is the Match Day 23 preview episode. I am your host, Christian, and I'm joined, as always, by Robbie. Yes, sir. Robbie, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, you know, we're previewing a pretty uh, interesting uh, slate of matches here. Some important, some, you know, fine. But, like, the, the, there's one key matchup. Obviously, we'll we'll get to that, right? One one very consequential matchup, uh, very very important matchup, and we'll see where that goes. But we'll start off with uh, a consequential ma- a consequential matchup for Milan here against Frosinone away. Frosinone are a tricky team, very very tricky team. Uh, they must not be underestimated. And uh, who's their star player? Can you, can you just tell me who who is their star player currently and what's he doing? Is there any chance you could like tell me what what that is? Uh Ibrahimovic? No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> that, not that who one? I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I'm talking right. with the other guy. Tarati? No, 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 the other guy. Player. The other guy. Uh Romagnoli? Oh, come on. You know who Rescianini? I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Barabia? Nah. <laughs> Haru? Come on. You're going to go down the lineup here, or are we just going to get to yeah. the point? Well, there's so many Juventus youngsters. Oh, okay. Is that so? <laughs> but Matias Sule, what a player. What a friggin' player. Nine goals, one assist this season for Fasinone. Uh, great player. Absolutely fantastic. And he's, he's really proving himself out to be a, a dynamic um, player. But with that said, do they stand any chance of winning against Milan here? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're a solid home team. They are 6-2-3 and three at home. And now, granted, Milan are 6-3-2 and two on the road. So, <laughs> you know, they're a good road team. Yeah. But, yeah, this Frosinone team is young, mm-hmm. but they pack a big punch, like, like you said, with Sule is a really really good player um they have a lot of exciting talent and both teams are going to be pushing hard for points for Sonone to get really safely out of that uh relegation zone even though they're five points clear they still want to get more comfortable mm-hmm. um milan of course they want to get back in it back in that race and you know one or both of the top teams are going to be dropping points this week and Milan can close that gap. It's an opportunity, big week. And they're coming off a week where they drop points and they need to get That's back right. on it. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty, this could potentially end up being pretty big. If Milan find a way to win this matchup and really just get past the fluke of a matchup, right. That we saw uh, in their game against, uh, Bologna, right? Uh, they should have won that game. Obviously, unfortunate turn of events, but nonetheless, if they do win, that brings them up to forty-nine points compared to, let's say, Juve loses. God forbid, knock on wood here. Uh, but that brings them within four points of second place. Not bad, right? Not bad at all, especially given that there was a bit of a period there where we were wondering if they were going to be able to stop that little bit of a slide they had, right? So uh, they've been doing very well. They do have that opportunity. It could not be 
okay, could not be. It could be, but like this is a pretty tough team to play against. And like you mentioned, they've got a lot of dynamism up top. Starting with my man, Matias Sule, Juventus product. And he is just playing about as well as you can expect a loanee to play, right? This is, this is I think, every club's dream. They send their loanee out, and this is what, what they want to see. And it doesn't happen very often like this, does it? No. I mean, I feel like Frosinone are doing something that most teams never do. Their entire team is so young, and almost yeah. all of them are loansters. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how they build their team for next season if mm-hmm. they do stay up. Um, and they should, but their home form has to keep being good because exactly. they're 0-3-8 and 8 on the road. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like, first of all, you're a tricky team, but only at home. They're not that very part. tricky on the road. They, nope. And that again, that's maybe that's showing the youth where you go into uncomfortable environments and these youngsters start to falter. But give them a nice familiarity of the home environment. It's not as hostile. They're able to play their game to the best of their ability and get results. Um, should be an interesting one this weekend. Oh, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to it for sure. Definitely will be, we'll be tuning into this one and uh, not going to lie. Definitely going to hope that uh, Matias Sule helps uh, his parent club a little bit, keeps that Milan, uh, you know, team hanging back a little bit, maybe a defeat, 3-0, something like that. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. There's no way that's happening. Uh, that'd be a hot take of the century. But uh, let's get to predictions, right, shall we? So well, I'll start this off because, you know, I, I think for me, I see this as a draw. Uh, 2-2 is what I'm seeing here. Uh, it just seems right. I don't know. What, do you, what about you, Robbie? I'm feeling a podcast special ah, okay. with a Milan win. Well played, well played, sir. Yeah. Okay, so 2-1 yep. Milan. 1-1 Milan. Well, I mean, that's a fair prediction. Uh, you know, my prediction is just more so rooted on their head-to-head uh, you know, history. And I think Milan have we've seen Milan multiple times this season play against the opposition that is good enough right to keep them from playing their game their way and I think Frosinone might just have the the recipe that's primarily why uh, I don't know if they have enough to to keep them completely out uh, but I just think they'll have just enough uh, this is a talented team. Like you said, they're all low knees. So, you know, I'm not sure how much hope there is that they'll be able to maintain this next season. But that's for next season, not for now. And they're doing just fine at this point for, for what resources they have and what level they are, right? So got to give it up to them. Uh, this is Milan's game to lose, though, if I'm being perfectly honest. My prediction aside, like, this is their game to lose. And I do recognize that. Uh, with that, let's move on to the next matchup that we're covering, and that is Bologna and Sassuolo. So Bologna are coming off of a relatively rough streak, huh? Uh, three losses in the last five, two draws in that process, including the draw that probably shouldn't have been a draw against Milan we were just uh, discussing, and then Sassuolo just on a skid and uh, a scary one, a scary slide down that table uh, with with no real hope of stopping at least from just looking at the way they're playing currently so do you think that this team actually has an opportunity to 
win this game against Bologna. I mean, Bologna is playing at home. Their home record is seven two and one. This is not a, an easy team to play at home. Seven two and one. It's gonna be tough for Sassuolo. Uh, you know, when if you're thinking from Bologna's perspective, there's no better team to face in this moment than Sassuolo because yeah. they're just playing terrible football and they're not consistent. They're defensively poor. They're offensively poor. Um, and when Bologna's home, they seem to be a lot more structured. And again, same point as the Frosinone. Like, it's a young squad. And you might think, like, oh, when they're at home, they are in a more comfortable, familiar environment. So they perform better. You meant they have only one loss at home. Um, I do think they'll pull this one out. Just Sassuolo are struggling immensely Bologna probably riding a high getting points in Milan it just feels like anyone who comes up against Sassuolo is going to get three points at this point yeah it's hard uh hard to disagree with that it's hard to really come come at that statement you just made uh with anything other than agreement I mean this is there's no hope uh from the way that they're playing currently I see this game very much so, just a Bologna one-sided match. Uh, I, I even with Berardi back, I'm not quite sure how much he'll be able to to do really. Because the reality is, like I said before, and we've said this before as well, together you need more than one player on the field who can play soccer. It can't just be one player. This is a sport that it re- that requires 11 players to show up for the game. Can't have 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's 11 players because that one player who doesn't show up can cost you the game. And that's the issue ultimately, right? The big teams, the teams that win, everyone shows up. And that is so profoundly important. I know it's overly simplistic, but it is very, very important. And the reality is this team is just playing so good at home. 7, 2, and 1. They've had one loss and two draws, meaning they're not dropping points often. They've dropped a total of five points at home. That's impressive. And, uh, well, I think they're going to keep momentum up. So at this point, let's get to the predictions end of things. I mean, I see this game as a 3-0 win over Sassuolo for Bologna. Uh, Relatively straightforward. I see two goals for uh, Xerxes and probably two assists for Ferguson. And, uh, you know, let's just pass the other third well the third goal here someone else you know maybe uh a little orsolini action you know xerxes assist there so let's give xerxes two goals one assist and orsolini <laughs> one and uh ferguson two you know we'll we'll just throw some assists and goals around yeah, share wow. share the love okay. Okay. yeah yeah i mean i also agree that bologna are gonna win i think it'll be two zero um i just have no confidence in sassuolo at this point um, it's a meaningful game for both sides. Bologna, yeah, of is. course, playing for Europe, That's and right. Sassuolo are trying to stay alive, staying playing for Serie A. Um, right. Should be fun. I just, I just think Bologna are going to be too much in this game. Hundred uh, percent. But hold on, I, I'm not letting you get away from here without goal predictions. Who's going to score? Who's going to assist? I want those do goal predictions. predictions. I mean, yeah, that's right. Well, for this one, it's got to happen because I did it right. So you got to, you got to follow suit. That's on you. Uh, doesn't matter you're joining me now yeah we'll do one one Xerxes yeah uh, one Fabian uh, let's give an assist to Fabian and Calafiori 
Wow, you're, you're you're really spreading the love around here. Yeah, well, Man. I mean, Fabian, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I understand. I understand. But and uh, uh, I I really like Calafiore. He's so good. Yeah, he is really really good. I mean, um, he definitely if he continues developing this way, he's not staying at Bologna for much longer at this no, point. No. He's 21 years old. Uh, wow, uh, what what a player. Um, with that said, I mean. You know, going from one matchup that is sort of decided to a matchup that should be decided between Napoli and Verona, right? But I don't know that it is. I mean, I, you know, this team in Verona is not exactly inspiring, mind you. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a point here that they are somehow uh, a, a huge, huge threat here. I mean, after all, their record away is a pitiful 4-6-12. and 12. Not great. Not great at all. But this Napoli team also has not exactly been doing as well as you'd like to see. So, Robbie, tell me what your takeaway is for this game. Yeah, Nganji revenge game, you know, comes uh, back. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's his right. second game with Napoli. Will he get the start? It'll be exciting. Will he celebrate if they score? Uh, probably not. That'd be pretty unfortunate if he did celebrate. That'd be <laughs> quite disrespectful. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like Verona let a lot of guys go and in this window. So yeah, they did. They really gotta find a way to get points in any game. Mm-hmm. This isn't gonna be one of them, but uh <laughs> you know, I'll make my prediction clear. It just <laughs> Napoli uh, need this yeah. just as much. Of course. This is a get right game mm-hmm. and they're in at home. Just feels like they're going to get it done even without Osman. Like just feels like they're going to be too much, especially with Verona. Like for me, Nganji was one of Verona's best players. When I watched him, right. He was always getting by defenders. Like he was playing really well and to not have him and have him on your opponent. That just feels like, yep. Napoli are going to win this game. One zero yeah. is my prediction. One zero. Fair enough. Fair One-zero. enough. Yeah. I can see with- that. Since we're doing goals, Nganji oh, okay. scores. Nganji. There you go. Wow. Does he yeah. celebrate? Does he no. celebrate? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. He just does the whole, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hold your hands up. Yeah, hold. That's right. Just like, no, no, no. I'm no. not happy while a not massive grin is on his face. Like, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not celebrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I get your point of view here. Uh, if this wasn't Verona, if this was Frosinone we're talking about, maybe I'd have a different prediction, right? A uh, much tougher team, but this is one of the teams that is currently fighting for survival, and they're one point away from Empoli. So not exactly inspiring performances. And I did just mention the fact that their you know away record is just pitiful. 12 losses. That That is not exactly inspiring. And you did just mention as well, they gave up a lot of uh, quality, right, in this uh, uh, transfer uh, window here. So... It doesn't exactly lend itself to anything other than a Napoli win, in my view, as well. Not because Napoli are just that good, but just because they don't know that bad. And I know it seems like I'm I'm really grasping at straws here, but I, I think there is a distinction. This is not necessarily because uh, Napoli is far and away just so good. Uh, if this was Napoli from that last season, this wouldn't even be a conversation. I don't even think we'd be covering this game. <laughs> but um, we're not in last season. This is 2024. No, no, we are not. So, and one ahead. last note is yeah. 
when we talk about how they had talent leave, they've scored 20 goals this season. Yeah. 11 yeah. goals of those 20 are no longer on the team. That's not good. Nanji and Jerich. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like this is what I just don't know where it's going to come. They're going to have to find new guy and goals will come. Like right. Henry has three, you know, but still like they have got to find guys to step up in big moments or they're going to find themselves in the bottom three. It does seem awfully puzzling. Uh, some of their decisions, right? Because they sort of decapitated. It's almost as if they were like, you know what? This season is not going great. So let's just try to protect ourselves in case we do go down to city B financially. Right. That's what it kind of feels like. Does that, does that seem like it, it fits in your mind? Yeah. I mean, they brought a 24 year old from the Netherlands, Noslin. So again, like a lot of pressure on him to perform. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lazovic, I mean, he's a vet in Serie A. A lot of pressure right. on him to perform. Um, yeah, like it just a lot of pressure on a lot of these guys now. Yes. They have to be at their best in there's order no to room. stay up. Exactly. No, there's no, there's no room at all here for uh, messing around. And uh, that that margin is very, very, very thin. I mean, this is easily... Very, very easily, this team could be one of the three that could end up going down, which would be such a shame. Such a shame. Uh, nobody wants to see that. But with that said, I'll uh, just jump right to my prediction here. Obviously, Napoli winning in my view as well. I see this as a 3-0 Napoli victory. Uh, just very simple to the point. Uh, if we're going to do, uh, you know, continue doing pr- player uh, predictions as well. <laughs> I'm going to say Kvara scores twice and assists on one. Um, wow. The other goal, Politano. Let's give it to him. Okay. What was your prediction, sir? It was 1-0. Ah, that's right, 1-0. Thank you. And uh, with that, let's just jump on to uh, an interesting matchup between Atalanta and Lazio. Now, right off the top for me, Atalanta are a far better team of this matchup. Uh, Lazio, I mean, we were just talking about in the recap episode about Lazio's pitiful performance against Napoli, right? Just what a what a bad performance. I mean, genuinely bad performance. And I mean bad in the sense that it's just not entertaining football. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't as if they were screwing up or anything. It just was not engaging football. This is not what you want to turn on. Serie A and C. And maybe, just maybe, this is contributing to this rumored potential issue with CBS not wanting to renew the Serie A deal because, you know, Serie A wants a lot of money. We'll talk about that later. But I just had to bring that up. Because why not? Uh, <laughs> games like that don't exactly do this league justice. With that said, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Where do we yeah. see this going, Robbie? It's hard for me to not back Atalanta in this moment. Yeah. They're in better form. They're at home. They're playing really well at Bergamo. Like they're 8 1 at 2 at home, which is just very sound. And they're coming off a win. Like, it just feels like a lot of things are cl- clicking for them, even without Lookman. Um, and Lazio are just kind of going through the motions. Like, defensively, yeah, they're playing well, I guess. But they're 4-1-5 and five on the road, so not exactly inspiring. It's a big game, though. Like, top four 
is a potential for both of these sides. Atalanta are in fourth. Lazio two points back in seventh. So they could have a potential big, like this could mean a lot when it comes, push comes to shove down on match day 38. Who's sitting in fourth? This could have a big impact. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, if Skamaka's on his game, like you said in the uh, recap episode, he is 0.7 per 90 in, for goals. He should be starting this game, and right. he's been effective when he does. Mm-hmm. So I just think Atalanta are too much. It'll be a 3-1 scoreline. Big game. Wow, 3-1 scoreline. That, that's a prediction right there. I mean... Um, you know, it's tough, right? Because this, this defense, like you said, has not exactly been terrible for Lazio. They've been a pretty good defense, right? They've, they've not been great, but they've been good. Fine enough, right? They've not been getting blown out left and right uh, on a consistent basis at the very minimum. But nonetheless, not exactly inspiring. Um, it's unfortunate because you expect more from this Lazio, especially after their second place finish last season, right? Which nobody saw coming. They just had that hot streak at the end of the season and they just... You know, it was partially that, partially the the rest of the team's not exactly playing up to their talent, right? So uh, it's still very surprising. I agree with you. This is definitely an Atalanta matchup. I I agree with the scoreline. Three one seems right to me. Uh, I I would you know as far as player predictions here, let's just go go to it. I'll give one to Skamaka, two assists again to um, my boy uh, Dicatelar right uh, before. Uh, before uh, he heads back home, perhaps, maybe. Is a mothership calling for him? I don't know. Um, but with that, I'll give Lookman, not Lookman, sorry, uh, Myers, uh the other goal because, you know, he's just that good. Um, who are your player predictions? Because, you know, why not? I guess we have to do it. So two to Koopmeyers, one to Skimaka, and one to Mobley. Fair enough, yeah. That's uh, I didn't do the Lazio prediction, but yeah, that's fair. Immobile or Zakani, one of those two. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, this is I. I wish I could give Lazio more of a chance. I want to give Lazio uh, more of a chance here. Uh, I mean, Lazio has always been one of those fun teams to watch, right? Do you remember the days of of uh, uh, Crespo, right? You remember those days yeah. of this entertaining Lazio team, and it's a shame to sort of see them faltering in this way. Part of it is the aging, right? I mean, this this team's getting older in general. And Lotito has not exactly done a great job of uh, replenishing the talent. Let's just put it that way. Like Daichi Kamada was, he's been okay, I guess. Fine, I suppose. But not great, right? Yeah, I just, I don't think they've done an unbelievable job. I just don't think they've done a bad job. Like, right. we're talking poorly on them, but they still very much, again, can make top four. It they can. got a Bayern Munich matchup. They're not yeah. an elite team, but they're in a round of 16 in the Champions League. Like, props to them. Like, that's a really yeah. good feat. Um, I think, I still think Tati Castellanos is a good player and was yeah. a good buy. Um, but like I said, like, they're aging. Guendouzi, again, Agreed. young player that right. is coming into his own. Um, didn't work at Arsenal, you know, was fine at Marseille. And right. now, like, Hopefully he can find his footing here. Yeah, uh, hopefully that is what uh, what ends up happening with this uh, with this team in the future. They are still dangerous. 
hopefully they do wake up. It's always more entertaining that way to begin with. Um, but we shall see. Uh, with that, let's just move to, you know, the the marquee matchup, right? This is the matchup consequential for for where the, the table sits. I mean, this is a direct. These are the games you play for. Inter currently first, Juve second. If Juve wins 56 points, two points above Inter, you give yourself a little breathing room. Yes, Inter have a game in hand, but that's okay. Where is the opposite reaction? Potentially, Milan win. Narrow that gap to uh, to four points, right? Get up to 49 points. You stay at 53. Inter win to 50, uh, go to 57 with a game in hand as well. So this could go very, very poorly for Juve or very, very poorly for Inter. I mean, it could also just end up being a draw, which is entirely likely. But what are we, what are we seeing from this? Given the yeah. momentum, mind you. I think when you look at this matchup, you can't feel good no matter who you support. Like, right. I just don't know how you can go into this game and be like, yep, I feel great. Three points are happening. Like, as an introvert, like, no. I I remember the past 10 years. It hasn't been fun. And no. just I ha- will never have confidence going into right. a Juventus fixture. It just just is what it is. Yeah. But this is... These are the moments that you got to capitalize on. Like, I remember that 2 nothing win in the Scudetto season that really, for me, made it so this that was going to happen. Like, Barella and Vidal scoring, boom, 2 nothing. That was where I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is it. We can do this. And the same can be said about this game. Like, if Inter win this game, I'm going to have way more confidence in winning the Scudetto. Massive if, because I don't feel good about it. Like, it just, this game screams to me, Vlaovic is scoring a massive goal. Like, that's how I see it. Yeah. He's in great form. He's going exactly where the ball is when he mm-hmm. needs to be there, and it's fine in the back of the net. For me, I just... I can't get it out of my head. Like, I know I'm going to be looking at that smug face, just celebrating him, touching the badge. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, I'm not mentally prepared for this. <laughs> well, you better get mentally prepared for it because you probably see that. Not wrong. Now, there are some issues to be pointed out here for you, mind you. Uh, you know, the only thing you you guys are missing in terms of injuries and suspended players is, you know, Juan Cuadrado, your favorite player of all time. But on the other end, Milik is obviously suspended for this matchup. Fantastic job last week. So got to give that up. Of course, we got uh, very little depth in midfield, which is awesome. Uh, Moise Ken is uh, seemingly on his way to Atletico Madrid. So there's that. Uh, Chiesa is doubtful because of that knee injury. Got to love that. And then Adrian Rabio is also doubtful because of another injury as well. So... Not great. You don't want those, especially uh, Rabiot. He's so important in that midfield. So important. He is a steadying force in that midfield. So it's tough because if things go right and the way Vlavic is currently playing, I could definitely see him getting another brace in this game easily just because of the fact that he has been willing himself to six goals this month. So... At the same time, this is not just another team. Right? We're talking about Inter here. The goal difference is 40. I believe the, they have the best defense in the league, right? So 
when you consider that, this is not exactly like chump change here. This is Inta. Really solid defense, really solid go goalkeeper. And last time we played, it was a 1-1 draw at Allianz, right? So it's hard. But I am leaning towards a 2-1 Juve victory here just because of that Vlaovic pull. I just have this nagging feeling that he is going to come up with that last minute 90 plus like two header into the net is what I'm just going to throw out there for you. You left yeah. a podcast special for the DRD Italia. That's right. That's right. Blavich <sighs> header. Yeah. Right into goal. Great, 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 great. <laughs> Are your blood pressure just spiking right now? <laughs> no, no. You know, that's just. No. No. I mean, I know this team too well. Batsa Inter. It is who yeah. we are. It's in our blood. I don't think they're going to lose this game. That ah, okay. I feel good enough where Inter shouldn't lose this game. Mm-hmm. They're too good. I don't have faith that they'll win. I think it'll be a 1-1 draw, like a one repeat one at the yeah. Allianz. Because Inter just... I can't go with no goals because that's just like that's... No, no, that's like crazy. they have scored in twenty nine straight games. Right. Now that I say that, they'll they'll definitely not score. Uh, <laughs> but anything we praise Vlaovic yeah, for, yeah. like Lataro's doing more. So it's yes. just like I guess yes, yes, January, but like he scored last game. Like he's that's right in great form too. Um, it should be interesting. Like Inter have rested guys in Hakan in Barella. Mm-hmm. And you're mentioning a lot of injuries with like Rabio and et cetera. That's right. It does feel like a lot is going towards Inter's favor, which yep. is rare when it comes to these games. Just Very. feels like feels like it always is just like, oh well, we're missing this guy and just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't feel confident, but it's a one one prediction for me. You know, mm-hmm. let's just do a Lataro right. and Vlaovic, you know, they share the spoils. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that very well could be. It's a 20th and the 13th goal of the season for each of them, respectively. So if that that's how it plays out, uh, of course, that is a very, very good prediction. Uh, 1-1 seems incredibly possible, uh, especially the way that uh, these teams have... Uh, you could see how they could play, both play very reserved football in this case, right? To the point where they're maybe just not willing to, to really risk anything. Because of the importance, right? If you just draw this game, all that ends up happening is just move up a point each. That's it. Nothing really significant. Yeah. Uh, if you lose, it's bigger consequence. For me, this game is bigger for Juventus. This, and I'm not saying it's not big for Inter because it's massive. Like they could win, and like you said before, like that's four points clear and a game in hand like that's a big gap like especially with how inter have been playing and Mm -hmm. juventus been playing to be fair if juventus wins this all of a sudden like we got it's going to be very intense like both teams are now back to controlling their own destiny exactly um so it's yeah it's going to be tight and it is like I, i just feel like it'll be yeah I agree with you. It'll be very reserved. Feel each other out and both teams not risking a lot. Like Inter possesses a lot. 
and rely on the counter. But that feels like that's exactly what Juventus also want to do. So exactly when that happens, it's just a lot of nothing possession. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really kind of how I see it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of mid, uh, a lot of midfield action. I have a feeling in this one, it's going to be a lot of uh, of that midfielder, uh, sorry, midfield battles going on to, to really dictate the tempo and uh, the flow of this game. And if Inter are able to dominate the the midfield early on in the game, uh, it doesn't bode well for for Juve at all, especially with the lack of depth there. So. Uh, and mind you, that that's sort of where my prediction is coming from. Uh, my prediction is coming in to the point of, uh, you know, 2-1, but at the very, very end, 90-plus, you know. Mm-hmm. We're talking about very last second, so essentially a draw up until the very last minute. A dagger. Uh, which isn't very Juve, very, very much so on brand, right? So you never know, Robbie, you never know. But jokes aside, this team, if they do lose this game, if Inter do win, right? It is very consequential because 57 points for Inter would mean, uh, in addition to that game in hand as well, which can mean something or not, depending on how you look at it, that can that can mean that Juve are now uh, further entrenched in that second place position, potentially in the second place fight with Milan, right? So especially if they get closer, if Milan do win. So something to watch. Definitely yeah. something to be uh, excited about. Like if if Inter win, I'd say my Scudetto confidence meter mm-hmm. would go from like a 3 or 4 out of 10 to a 7 or 8 out of 10. It almost would double if they win this yeah, game. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Because, like, I, I mean, 3 or 4 I, out of 10, I mm-hmm. don't have any confidence at this moment. Like, it's just like, it's a wait and see, like, there's a lot right. of big games. You got to get your points. Um, there's no confidence whatsoever that it's just done. Like, this is wide open. And Milan, it's interesting. They probably want to draw in this game. Yeah. Because if they there's a draw and they win their game, they're six points back of Inter, granted mm-hmm. a game more played, and then five points back of Juve. And right. I believe they still play, they definitely play Inter. I think they still play Juventus again. Yes, um, they do. So, again, like they can they can catch up. They are not out of this race. No, let's not forget Olivier Giroud has 17 goal contributions this season. That's okay. yeah, seriously. I mean, and Pulisic has 11 of his own. So they they got plenty of attacking power. Let's just put it that way. Between Reinders doing relatively fine in his position, right? Uh, Loftus Cheek, five goals at this point. You know, one one away from Pulisic. Uh, Jovic finding some form lately. Uh, Lau with the assist. So you know, this team is not to be counted out. I think it'd be a mistake to say at this point in time that Milan are just out of that top uh, top spot. So, uh, with that said, uh, that concludes the preview for match day twenty three. We'll see what happens. It'll definitely be exciting. Uh, before we leave, I, I do want to discuss uh, the 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 Serie A TV rights deal for the the states, right? The international package here. There's been some rumblings as of late that CBS is not interested in renewing uh, because of a high asking price. Uh, Serie A wants a uh, well, they want the CBS to up the price per year from seventy five million, I think it was something higher than that. 
it's a little concerning, right? But we're talking, this is January 29th when we're recording this. It's a little concerning given that the next season is not exactly that far away. Like it's far, but it's not that far. Right? Yeah. I mean, Serie has known to leave it late because I remember they got the ESPN Plus deal last second. Like it was the same week of the season. And that's when it happened. So I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to late July. Right. And then we find out. I would be surprised if it's not Paramount Plus, but this feels like just regular negotiations tactics. Like, right. Start high, meet in the middle. That's kind of. Yeah. And hopefully, like, what if, like, if CBS was just like, yeah, like, that'd be great. Like, from like, if you start high and they just say yes, like, that's great. Um, yeah, CBS obviously have the ratings, so they have the like, they know how the league does at this point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they have the bargaining power here. Of course. Well, right. And yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, like you said, they do have the ratings, right? They, they uh, ultimately have also helped Serie A grow, right? Uh, stateside. Uh, they've done a very good job of marketing compared to ESPN, who just did nothing. The worst. For Serie A. The worst. Absolutely nothing uh, to grow this league. Whereas Paramount has done a good job of that. They've, they've really done a good job of raising awareness. Uh, even uh, the Golazzo Network has helped out a lot, right? Because of constant coverage, uh, the awareness mm-hmm. around that, social media presence, et cetera. They've been cross-advertising very well. So I, it'd be a shame to see that uh, you know, sort of happen. It would be interesting. There's just this constant pernicious rumor. And I say pernicious because like, it's just, I don't know how likely it is. I also don't know how happy I'd be about it. Apple swooping in to take i mean they're they're rumored to be looking for more sports deals right and this would be chump change for them i mean this would be nothing for for their uh, bottom line but it wouldn't exactly bode well for expanding the game the access to sedia but what what would you make of that kind of a change i'd be fine with apple i've watched the mls production it looks great so again i think they'd hire the right people but I, they'd basically hire all the right people that yeah. Paramount hired. So it's just like, That's right. I bet exactly. they would try and yeah. get Marco and Grella mm-hmm. and Bonetti and um, and all those people and Poppy. Like, but granted, all those people are under CBS now, so it mm-hmm. would be interesting contractually how they could get out of it, how that would work. But yeah, Apple, yeah. I feel like would be great. Like, just don't give me BN or ESPN. God, yeah, thank you. Stay away from them. I mean, we, to be perfectly frank, ESPN currently has the rights to La Liga and to Bundesliga. And it's abysmal. Like the, the, the work that they're doing on those leagues, it, it, it's, I don't even know what motivated those two leagues to sell to ESPN to begin with. Because I think Paramount Plus does a better job of advertising the Argentinian league, honestly, than ESPN does For with sure. advertising uh, the Bundesliga or La Liga. Mind you, Yes, the Bundesliga is a, it can be a little tough to watch at times, but it's an exciting race this season. Leverkusen is like just dominating 27 games undefeated. Yes, this is a Serie A podcast, but still, you got to mention that. This team is far and away running away with that league currently, and they're not doing anything to promote. Gotta love that. 
Yeah. Gotta love that. Anyhow, I'm not going to go down too, too far. Maybe that's a, another podcast, you know, we can, hmm. we can uh, run, you know, the, the ESPN sucks no. at promoting soccer podcast. Uh, jokes aside, we love ESPN, but uh, thank you for joining us this week. Robbie, thank you for joining me. Good conversation. We'll see what happens. Forza Juve. Forza Serie A. No, no, Forza Juve. Let's be serious. Fino alla fine, baby. Fino alla fine. Uh, until the very, very end. And that's what I'm saying. Glavich, 90 plus two. I'm telling you. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you on the recap uh, episode. Well, actually, no, we'll see you before that. This Friday. The yeah. management, uh, management special. Milan and Pioli. So tune in for that. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.